0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Moser podcast, soon to be known as the Jewish Inspiration podcast. Um, we're going to continue where we left off last week. And, you know, it's very interesting. The Talmud says, Zrizin magdimin Limitzvot. The zealous, those who have alacrity, zeal, advance themselves towards the mitzvot. And that's Tractate Psachim 4A, the mitzvahs are advanced to them right the more they rush towards the mitzvahs the more opportunities we allow for doing mitzvot right the more meaning you're opening yourself to more opportunities someone who does acts of kindness more acts of kindness come their way someone who you, who's uh who who loves to give charity more opportunities come their way there's an interesting story that that uh, I don't know if I shared this here but uh there was a group of very 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 wealthy jews that met with the great rabbi when he visited new york from israel rabbi steinman is his name and a blessed memory and rabbi steinman when he came to 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 new york so a group of many many millionaires came to meet with him and they said you know don't you think there's a little bit of an excessive number of yeshivas he said, we get so many requests from so many yeshivas for support to, study Torah st- to, 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 to support Torah study. I- isn't it maybe that there's too many? So the rabbi turned to them and said, don't you think there are too many millionaires? He said, the only reason there are you is because there are them. If you don't have them, you don't have you. And we think now I'm the one who was successful in business and I'm gonna decide. No, 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 no. God gave you that success so that you can support those institutions. And the people who take those opportunities to to open up their their, their wellsprings of success and share it with, you know, it, it brings about a new opportunity for success. More blessing comes their way. It's like they say, um, the more you give, the more you get. right? It's not just words. They say it in marriage. The more you give, the more you get. right? It, it's, it's a principle in life. And, and what, what our sages here in the Talmud are telling us is that someone who's fast, who's enthusiastic, who has zeal, who has alacrity, who doesn't waste time and runs to do a mitzvah, more mitzvahs come their way. You have more opportunities that come your way. It says also uh, in the, t- in, in the Mechilta, which is the Midrash, it says, You should watch over the mitzvahs. What does it mean? When a mitzvah comes to your hand, don't spoil it. We know that there's always a, a perfect time uh, to pick a vegetable, to pick a fruit, right? and then if you just let it sit around, what's going to happen? It's going to spoil you have to utilize it. We consider every mitzvah that we have, every opportunity that comes our way, it's like a fruit. It's a it has its time, it has its moment, and don't let it spoil. Run for it, because if you do let it spoil, the opportunity passes and and we won't um we won't be able to perform that, that that great opportunity. We see also the the uh, Mishnah in, Avot in Perkei Avot, in Ethics of Our Fathers, says, uh, Don't say, when I'm available, I'll learn. For perhaps you won't become available and you won't have that chance. People sometimes push things off. Uh, at some point, I'll get it done. At some point, and you keep on pushing the can down the road. And it never happens. So F Nashna. Don't say when I have time, that's when I'll learn. That's when I'll study. But now, now I'm fine. Now I don't need to I don't need to worry about it. I'll get to it sometime. The great sages would say that if someone starts working on their character, the first trait to work on is this trait. This trait of Zriizut, which is alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm. Because someone who lacks this trait will never get a chance. To work on themselves, this is the first trait you need. It's like the engine behind your enthusiasm before behind your your motivation so because if you have no enthusiasm, nothing else will get done. If you don't have that engine, it's just that you're not gonna get things done are you good you're, you're good with this you're good with what we're saying here? Are you good with what we're saying? Mm, s- you can ask ask please. Let's 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 work it through. Cicero,
1: who subscribed to his philosophy also, said that when someone comes to you and asks a favor, you should pause, you should wait. Three things could happen. The first thing is the favor could be decided itself.
0: So, uh, I I hear all three of them, but here. Yeah, he a mm-hmm. so that may anything Correct, you're saying right from the onset, he might be uh, it <laughs> might be flawed. So l- let's 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 analyze this for a second, okay. There's no question that if someone comes to you and says, you know. I'm, I'm hungry, I need money for, for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, right? They'll find it from someone else. But why would you let someone else do that mitzvah? There's no question a God will take care of them one way or another. But why would you give up that opportunity to help them? Medicine. Medicine. Someone comes and says, I need a favor. I don't have the finances for for medicine. right? Can you treat me pro bono? You're an attorney. Can you help someone without charging them? You say, you know what? Let me think about it. Right? So two days later, they'll find someone else. The idea here is not that someone else, th- about the other person. The idea is not about the person we're helping. The idea is about us. How do we become a proactive person who's always doing active good deeds? Proactively. Not waiting for the opportunity to smash us down and say, okay, you're the only one who can help me here. All right? Think of this. If, If someone calls and asks for a favor, any favor, we always have that option to say, you know what? Well, get back to me in, in, in a day. Get, me ba- get back to me in two days. And most likely they won't because they'll find a solution before then. That's fine for that person. But for us, are we willing to take a mitzvah, an opportunity, and throw it out? Here we have an opportunity to help someone. We have an opportunity to be the, 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 the in a way, act in a godlike manner and assist someone in their time of need, why would we throw out that opportunity? I have found many times I, I that's one of my one of my issues and this is something I'm trying to learn to balance. It's not an easy thing, really. I'm not saying this in an arrogant way, so please forgive me. I have found that I'm I'm am I'm a always yes guy. My children know this. I'm an always yes guy. Make it work. Figure it out. I don't. I, you know. So someone says to me, uh, "You know, c- can you give me a ride to the airport?" I'm like, "Sure." And I don't even think about it. I don't know that I had th- three other meetings at that time. I don't know that uh, I just like, sure, no problem. And Then I have to figure out. Uh oh, um, I have conflicting right. Nine out of ten times, I feel that it's a test from Hashem not to see whether or not I'm going to do it, but the w- whether or not I'm willing to do it.
1: Would be you should use your
0: intellect to determine <coughs> what the real need is. Oh, for sure we have but, but here's the thing. If we have the willingness to assist, right, then we can think about what's the best way to assist. Just because I have a willingness to help someone doesn't mean that because they requested something they should get it. So I'll give you an example. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Let me give you an example. I don't give money to the, to the uh, panhandlers, to panhandlers, right? I don't give them money because it's most likely that their bad decisions with money is what got them there. So why would I give them more money to make more bad decisions? So what I do is I have in my car either granola bars or things like that, and I give them that, you're hungry, here's food, right? No, 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 I want the money. Okay, that you can go on, go find a job. Uh, you can do something else. I cannot help you with that because I think that that would be assisting in a negative way. Right? Just because someone is asking for something doesn't mean that that's what they should be. But I'm on the other hand, I have a willingness to assist. I want to help. And I don't want to lose an opportunity that comes my way. I want to assist. I've had some uh, some different experiences. <laughs> I've had some different experiences where they throw it back at me like g- give me the money I don't want the uh I don't want your uh, health bars, right? Um I'm not trying to make them healthy. I just want to f- you, you know if you're hungry, I take it seriously and I want to h- I want to help feed you. Either way. So Yeah, it is interesting. Right. We all have things we are passionate about and hence more enthusiastic about right we all have things that we're excited about so too we have things we are less passionate about and more lazy about right some people run to shop and are lazy to help others some people run to help others and are lazy to pray some people run to volunteer but are lazy to eat healthy some people run to have fun but are lazy to work right so we have to what are those things I d- we had need to identify what are the things we're excited about, excited about, and motivated to go do, and what are the things that we say, you know, what this is like, whatever. When I get around to it, I'll, you know, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you. So right now I'm on my annual diet, and um, if you start saying that I lose a lot of weight, you can compliment me. I'll accept it. Um, uh, so no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. But the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the uh, uh, one of the things that I, I usually I do this in the summertime. Usually I do this in the summertime, and I do that when my wife is out of town. My wife is an ex- an exceptional cook, and she cooks for an army. So uh, it's very difficult to lose weight in my house. Very very difficult. It's very easy to gain weight. <laughs> it's very easy. So um, I have to wait usually till the summertime. Summertime, my wife and kids are up in New York. I'm here. I go back and forth every other weekend. And like this, I it's it's I'm eating on my own. I can I can make myself salads, and I can eat different different much more health much healthier foods. So my test is always the first time I come back to Houston myself after I drive them up to New York, and I fly back. The first stop from the airport, where is it to? Right. Is it to a grocery store to buy lettuce? and to buy things like that, or is it to a restaurant because I'm starving, right? Um, And that always determines whether or not it's going to be a successful diet or not, right? What's the weird, and and many times I feel like, you know what, if I don't get it started now, you know, I can run to a meeting, I can do other things, maybe I'll take care of it later, and it's like my yetzahara trying to push things off, push things off, so I don't get it done Immediately, and then it comes dinner time. I'm so hungry. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna eat? I'm just like whatever's in the, you know, whatever there is. Just right, and it's not planned out, and it's not, it's not. I, I didn't, I wasn't proactive about it, and if you're not proactive about it, it could fail very easily, and it's with everything in life is like that. If we're not proactive about finding a job, um, I mean so there's people who have difficulty finding finding a job. You ask them, did you send out your estimate? Well, I tried to, I did it didn't go through it. And then you have people who sent it out to 27 places already, right? And got three job offers, right? It's, I'm I'm not, it. it doesn't always mean that because you put in an effort, you'll have results, but it's more likely to have results when you put in those efforts. And that's something we need to be cognizant about is that we need to be very, very proactive. And that's what the result is about. If we want to change our habits in life, our habits, our midot, our traits, we need to be proactive. We can't wait for one day. One day I'll work on my anger. One day I'll become more patient. One day I'll, you know, I, I'll I'll be much more controlling of my temptations. Uh, when's that one day? Today is that one day? You know, they say that today is the tomorrow you said yesterday. You pushed it off to tomorrow. Today's that day. So let's get it started. How do we, and, and building in that motivation. You know, the Mishnah also tells us, if not now, then when? If not, is, it's Ethics of Our Fathers, Chapter 1, Mishnah 14. If not now, when? And it's an important question. You know what, if I don't make that phone call now, when am I going to make it? Are you going to be more excited in two hours to make that phone call? Not likely. So we all we, we all have certain blocks that limit us from breaking out of our, our either our th- the things that we desire to do now or the things that that uh, that are more exciting for us to do right now. It doesn't say if not today when. It doesn't say if not today. It says if not now when. Because we all say, Yeah, later. what you what are you motivated about, and what are you not motiva- mo- not mo- motivated about? That's really the question that we need to ask ourselves: what am I motivated about? And you know what? if I'm motivated about something, attach to it something you're not motivated about. So let's say I'm very, very motivated to 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 uh to to get my coffee. right I love my coffee so I'm very motivated it's, m- it's important to me to have a my good coffee in the morning right total thirty ounces here of fuel right it's it's i i I love my coffee well, attach it to something you're not motivated with inv- not motivated to do you know what I'm gonna make that phone call that I didn't want to make while I prepare my coffee so I w- you what you do is you try to merge the two you try to merge the two. Connect what you're not motivated to do with what you are motivated to do. Or you know what? When I finish the phone call, I'll make my coffee. So what happens is you you learn to ease those things. You know, it's a very interesting thing. Just in this week's Parsha, we speak about this coming week, Vayera, we're going to talk about Abraham. He has a son that's born, Isaac, and God tests him to... Bring him as a you know the binding of Isaac, he to bring him up on an altar. You know what Abraham did in the morning? He got up right away. God says, Okay, tomorrow morning, I want you to do this. What did I, Abraham do? He didn't say, You know what, I'll wake up at noon time. I'll see if I have some time some some, some scheduling time available, then I'll i I'll, I'll fit it in. No, no, no. Vayashkem Avraham Baboker. Immediately. He woke up early. Let's go. Move it. We gotta do this. He was motivated to fulfill the will of Hashem. That was his motivation, right? We see uh, uh, another time Abraham says, Vayashkem Avraham Babokeh, he gets up early. And it, it's actually three different times. Uh, it's uh, 1927, 21, chapter 21, verse 14, and then again, chapter 22, verse 3. Vayashkem, he gets up early, gets up early. He's motivated. And by the way, once a person gets this trait down you become motivated in all areas. There's no such thing as things. You figure out a way to make even the non motivated activities motivated. Yes. My late grandfather used to say my, my late father used to say, grandfather used to say up and Adam." That's right. All the time. Yeah moving. That's right. It's a it's a beautiful day and it's not waiting for you. Uh <laughs> that's right and we see the same thing by Jacob Jacob also a Yaakov baboka this is 28 chapter 28 verse 18 all in Genesis we see that this was a virtue that our sages or our patriarchs had that 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 not letting things spoil you have an opportunity go for it get him we perform the mitzvah of bris right a baby's bris when do we do that mitzvah Eight days. When in the eighth day? Yeah. In the morning. Why in the morning? Why in the morning? Because you want to get it done as quickly as possible. Because we're excited to do a mitzvah. It Here we have... The so the Sephardic don't do it in the evening. The Sephardic do it in the late day. The r- there's a different reason for that. right? So there's, there's actually two different uh, ways of thinking of this. The majority of people, the majority, I'm talking about 80% of the world, does it in the morning. The Sephardic do it in the late afternoon because they say there are two aspects of a mitzvah. Number one, doing it quickly. But number w- two is doing it with as many people present. If you're doing it at 7, 8 in the morning, you might have less people than if you do it at 4 in the afternoon. right? And there's also a glorification of God's name that comes about by having it later in the day. So that's their reasoning for it. Our reasoning is, no, we want to rush to do a mitzvah, and we, we you know, we don't want to waste any time. What, what's the first mitzvah we do after Yom Kippur? The first mitzvah we do after Yom Kippur is build a sukkah. First mitzvah. We're finished, we break our fast, boom, we go outside and start building a sukkah. We don't want to waste any time. Immediately. right? The Talmud relates that the third shift that brought offerings they were called the kat atzelim they were the lazy ones because of their delay. They were the third. There used to be different batches of people bringing the offerings. The third one, which was the last one, they were called the atzelim, which is the lazy ones. Right, because, well, what took you so long? Why weren't you motivated to be part of the first or second group? Right, it's true. It's inevitable that you're going to have a third group because not everyone could do everything at the same time. But why did you let yourself fall to the third, uh, for to the third group When a person pushes off a mitzvah to tomorrow, it will cause them to miss out on a different mitzvah tomorrow that they could have performed instead. So imagine, you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah today at 9 o'clock. And then you say, you know what, I'm going to push it off to tomorrow 9 o'clock. Then tomorrow's 9 o'clock mitzvah is going to be pushed off. So you're missing an opportunity for tomorrow's mitzvah to fulfill today's mitzvah that you pushed off to tomorrow. Right? So it's never a good thing to push things off. The moment an opportunity comes to you, do it. Nike, just do it. Do it. You have the opportunity. Don't let it spoil. You know, it's a very interesting thing we see in in the end of the book of Exodus. It says that the Nesim, who were the leaders of the tribes, they were the wealthy people, and they when they started collecting funds and items for the temple, so they got together the twelve leaders of the tribes, and they said, "Do you know something? We have the money. Why don't we just wait till everybody gives their small donations, and whatever's left over we' we'll, we will uh we will pay f- we will donate so basically give other people that opportunity, let them." Donate, and then we'll donate. The Nisim, the leaders of the of the of the tribes, were punished for delaying their contribution to the Mishkan to the tabernacle, even though their intention was to donate whatever was remaining. And later in Bamidbar, they repented and were the first to donate without wasting time. You know how that what their punishment was? when they when their when their names were listed, it says the Niceum it was missing a letter. It's like you know it's like showing a little bit less respect, and I say to say but but at the end of the day, at the end of the day they 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 gave the most expensive things, All right, but their motivation was lacking, and this was something that God discerned. God said, yeah to everybody, they told we're gonna wait to give the expensive things." But I know their hearts. Their hearts, they were just pushing things off. And that is unacceptable. In God's eyes, that's unacceptable. Even though at the end, they happened to give it. But because there was a little bit of a delay in their action, there was a laziness, or what could be attributed to laziness, therefore, God felt there was a need to punish them. We learn, we Zrizut is one of the, uh, the, we learned this trait of alacrity or, or zeal from an ant. Right? As we, we discussed in the introduction, it's always doing something. It's never just sitting around. It's always busy doing something. Right? It's, it's an amazing thing. I've, I've, I've met people who have a couch in their house that's very rarely used. Because they're never just sitting around. The only time they would be sitting around is if they have a guest who needs the time to sit around and someone to talk to them. Otherwise, they're busy doing things. They don't have time to sit around. right Now, we're not talking about being unhealthy. We're not talking about uh, you know overworking. We're talking about having a, s- a healthy balance, uh, a, a stable uh, life where a person can know when to relax and when to have fun and when to when to vacation and when, when to work even harder. That's very, very important, and it's not something to be taken lightly at all. We always, we need to be very, very cautious about having the right balance of work and relaxation. But is there perhaps a time where it's too much relaxation, where it's just vegging out, just lazing around? where we could be proactive, where we could be doing things, and we just, you know, pushing it off. The ant doesn't stop. You never see an ant with sunglasses on a beach chair, right, just relaxing with his feet, you know, feet up. There's no such thing. An ant is always toiling. It's busy, 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 and, and our, our sages, like we mentioned previously, sages tell us that an ant accumulates over a 1,000 kernels in its lifetime while it only needs one to live. You know why? can't help himself. He's got to be busy. And that's why the name of an ant is called a nimala, which comes from the word amelut. Right? Amel. Nimala from the word amel. It's constantly toiling. Constantly toiling. Boredom leads to sin. Right? The, The halacha tells us this ki avirahi shiamum right and actually it says in other places avirah it brings to boredom boredom leads to sin you got to be busy you've got to be busy start a mitzvah and finish it it's another another important thing that our our, our torah tells us matchil mitzvah omrim logmora. someone you start a mitzvah finish it to the end you know it's like you, you, you if you're giving someone a ride and they say, you know, you can drop me off here at the corner. It's, it's fine. And you know what the, ta- the Torah tells us about that? Finish the mitzvah. Finish the mitzvah. Take him to his house. Get to his house. Wait till they get inside. Right. Finish the mitzvah. Don't just do a mitzvah and it's like, whatever, half-baked. Do the full mitzvah. Be quick to set up safety measures to protect yourself from sin. It's an important lesson that our sages teach us. A person can fall into sin. We can fall into a trap. How do we protect ourselves from that sin? And we need to find a way. If a person knows what it is, that the, what trap they have, they need to identify that trap and eliminate it. Eliminate that trap. So, for example... If someone knows that going to a uh, to a certain store, they'll covet. They you know, they they see the clothes. They're like, oh, I really want that dress. I really want that. That's it. It's a biblical prohibition. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to covet. Right? I r- I I go to someone's house. I'm like, look at that. Look at that 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 uh, that breakfront. Look at all that silver and their. Like, oh, I I I really really want that. Where'd where'd you get this from? Right. You're just like. It's, it's it's a biblical prohibition. You're not allowed to do that, right? So what do you do? You have two options: either don't go to their house, or don't be jealous. Mm-hmm. You can that you can absolutely you can admire it, but you can't want it in your heart. I remember um, there was a rabbi who came over to me and said to me something about. I remember it was it was either a tie or a or a suit. And he says to me, you know, "I really like that." I said, "You know, I can tell you where." I g- he says, "No, no, no! Don't tell me where you got it, because if I go to fulfill that wish, I'm completing that sin of lo tahmod, You should not be jealous." He said, "I'm just complimenting. It's beautiful. Enjoy it, right? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want, yeah, I don't want it on me, right? And uh, it, I think it's a very important thing to protect ourselves if we know that going to a certain place, we're we're putting ourselves in a place of danger." I'll give you an example. Internet. Internet is an amazing tool. It's probably the most powerful tool we had in the past three, four hundred years. You know that a lot of the sources for my classes come from the internet because I, ha- I know I know a verse and I'm like, where is this verse? I, I can't find that. I have no idea where it is. Right. So there's a g- many out outstanding websites. You just type in some of the words and psh, it'll pop up the. Unbelievable use of the internet. Internet is very, very powerful. These classes are coming to hopefully hundreds, if not thousands of people on podcast through the internet. We have videos that go up every day from Torch that are being watched thousands of times over the internet. there's There's a great power in the internet. But we also know that there's also a very big challenge with the internet, right? There are people spending a lot of time watching a lot of nonsense, some things that that are impure, unholy as well. And how do we protect ourselves? My rabbi, may he live and be well in Jerusalem, sent out a memo to all of his students, of which I am proud to be one of, I think 450 graduating rabbis through his program. I opened up, I was there in the first year when it opened in 2001, the end of 2001. And now it's uh eighteen years later, and uh he's pumping out rabbis. It's unbelievable they They, they, they learn, they learn how to learn, they learn you know all of the halachic resources that a rabbi needs to know. He, they're tested it It really is an incredible program. He sent out to four hundred fifty rabbis. They're not talking about some Joshmo, okay These are rabbis. He said to them, he said to all of us. He said, I expect that my students care about their own spirituality. And therefore, I am setting out a very clear doctrine that every one of my students must have an Internet filter on their computer and devices. And if you don't, please do not communicate with me again. You know why? Because if you don't care about your spirituality, I don't want to talk to you. Right? And you're not my student. It's very strong. They're not talking about kids in high school. These are rabbis. These are rabbis of shuls, rabbis of congregations, rabbis of, of organizations. And You know what? You know why? It, you, we have to be proactive in protecting ourselves from a potential of sin. If we know that going to a certain place we would see things that 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 are immodest then we shouldn't go there w- we mentioned this actually in our thinking talmudist the the um a talmud in pesachim i have to get this the actual uh, location for this uh talmud but it says about the women would go to the beach on a specific day and they would they would get undressed and they would wash their clothes and they would w- hang their clothes and wait till it got it got uh, it dried and a man who was walking on the road right along the beach had an alternative route route to take. You can take another, go a block over, so you don't have to see the women in their immodest state. And he says, you know what? I'm going to go on the beach, and I'm just not going to look. I'm not going to look. You know what the Talmud says about that person? They're sinners. What? Right? They're sinners? They, they didn't look. Well, you put yourself into a place where you could sin you put yourself into a place of danger instead of taking an extra protective measure. You could have gone the other street, one street you know, inland of that beach road and protected yourself and had no temptation, no desire, but you put yourself into a place of temptation, it's considered as if you sinned. If we have the ability to protect ourselves and we don't protect ourselves, uh, we don't take that proactive measure to secure our spirituality there's a problem there's a problem we have to we have to find ways and be uh, be uh, open to it o- put out our antennas our spiritual antennas how do i protect myself how do i ensure that i'm not going to fall into the trap and that's why we have these measures our days are but a fleeting shadow. It says, "Adam lehevel Hevel dama yamav ketzelover." This is in Psalms, Psalms one forty four, verse four. We are like we're, we're 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 fleeting. We come and we go. It's 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 a matter of no time. Yemei shnotenu b'hem shivim shana shmonim shana. If we're lucky, we have 70, 80 years. And uh, this is, again, King David, chapter 90 in Psalms, verse 10. He says, what? How, how long are we here for? 70, 80, 90 years? Uh, it's not a lot of time. We've got to get things moving, right? We all have things which we are mo- motivated to do. We need to transfer our enthusiasm to those things that we don't want to do. Or that we need to do, and we're just pushing them off. Make a list of all the things that you are enthusiastic, and things that you are lacking enthusiasm. Make a list. Whenever you get a chance, you go home. It's the exercise for this week. Make a list of those things, and let's find ways to I- inspire ourselves to do those things that are lacking enthusiasm. We all have things that we're not less. We're less excited about. Eh, this is something I have to make that phone call. I really don't want to make that. I have to visit that person. I really don't want to. I have to go make that that uh, that uh, you know that, that shiva call. You know what? I it's 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 conflicting with my with my football games. My Monday night football. Do they have to do it on Monday night football? Right? Don't they know that everyone's why You know what? We all make excuses. You know sometimes we 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 make our decision and then we try to justify that decision. I see. It, I see it very often. Yeah, for example, um, I, I've heard the most interesting things, and I, I don't. I don't. You should just know that I I I am extremely grateful that you're all here. Um, I don't expect anyone to be here. I really don't. I don't expect. I have zero expectations. And to me, I'll tell you why I'm very grateful because it gives me an opportunity to review and to learn and hopefully perfect myself a little bit more together hopefully with sh- by sharing this information but I, I I don't I don't have any expectations that people will be here and if someone isn't here so many times they'll come over to me and say Rabbi I'm, I'm so sorry I wasn't here you know my neighbor's dog died yesterday it's really sad it's really like <laughs> okay you don't have to share that with me but why does that have any impact on you coming to class you know it's like just like but sometimes People make a decision, you know, I'm not in the mood of going, and now I'm gonna find an excuse to stick on it, right? It's, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It could be to, to, you know, to you know, your friend says, you know what, can you come out, come out, uh, let's, let's go out and hang out today. And you're like, you know, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm <sighs> right, we really made the decision we weren't, f- we, we weren't going. And then we put the excuse on it. Don't give excuses, don't give excuses. Let's just go out and do the things that we need to do. We need to do them, get them done right don't don't attach excuses to them so laziness is a very bad it is very bad if one is overcome with this trait okay if one is overcome with this trait of laziness right in this world and in the next world right because we see there's so many missed opportunities one of you should just know one of the keys to happiness is not being lazy Th- i heard a story from a rabbi who wrote a great great book. I'm not going to say which book because I don't want to give away the... the, He wrote an amazing book on a specific mitzvah. One time, he was at an an event and a man who was equally qualified to write that book says to him, you know, they asked me to write that book first. Well, you imagine, and this book became a very famous book. It became a world-class you know, book on this mitzvah. It's like the Bible for this. And here this person is probably living with this feeling in his heart. That could have been me. That could have been me. What stopped them from doing that? A little laziness maybe? They weren't motivated to do it. They're like, eh, who's going to want my book? Ah, come on. That's why, you know, sometimes people bring us these ideas, like crazy ideas like this mitzvah magnet. Right. And uh, it's like, okay, it's another idea. Thank you very much. Right. Or you can say, you know what? Maybe there's some some value to it. Maybe there's something that we can make happen of this. Let's not lazy around about it. Let's get it done. Let's let's be the ones who get things done. who Do it. It's funny because I don't think this trait exists in Washington, D.C. I think everything is kicked the can down the road everything is push it off to 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 the next year or to the next government or to the next it's it really is i think there's a certain mentality that some people have it's just like eh, i don't need to worry about it it's not it's not stopping my existence right now we can push it down and i think it's it need that for our own spiritual growth needs to change if we want to become people who are energized motivated accomplishing successful people we can't push pe- push things off and you see by the way that most people who have success in the things that they do is because they don't waste opportunities. They don't push things off. When an opportunity knocks, they're there. Let's go. Move it. Let's get it done. And they have this this uh, enthusiasm, motivation, they have a uh, they have an ambition to go get things done. Lazy people love relaxing and resting, and everything is difficult for them. Right, working, learning, praying, socializing, right, is is uh, is things that we need to we need to energize ourselves to. Right. It's it's an interesting. I- we can get into this another time, but you know, I I asked my rabbi. My rabbi sleeps only th- two and a half hours a night. So I asked him. I said. I mean when are you going to sleep? He says, when I'll die, I'll sleep. When I die, I'll sleep. Then I'll have plenty. He says, now I I have too much to do. I I, I don't, right? And I asked him, why does he only sleep two and a half hours? He said, because he said he's busy all day teaching Torah. He's busy meeting people, giving counseling. He doesn't have time to learn for himself. To fill up his barrel with Torah wisdom. He's always pouring out of his barrel for other people. So he said I have to, I get up, he gets up, he goes to sleep at 11 o'clock, he's up at 1.30. And he says from 1.30 till 7 o'clock is his time to just learn himself and to fill up his barrel so that he can now pour out for others. That's not being lazy. That's not letting yourself get weighed down by excuses, not letting ourselves get weighed down, by I can't, I can't. Even when there was a time he was he was pretty sick, he didn't miss a day. And it's unbelievable. I'll tell you an amazing, you want to hear what it means to, to have your time worked out? One time at his class, I may have shared this story already, but one of the students brought him a glass of water in the middle of the lecture. He didn't drink it. So the student asked him after, why didn't you drink it? He says, I know my body. And I know my schedule. If I take that drink of water, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. I don't have time for that in my schedule. He knows exactly how much he needs to eat and how much he needs to drink. And if he drinks more than he needs to, he's going to need to use the bathroom. How long is it going to take? Three minutes? He doesn't have that three minutes. right? That's someone who's Living a life that's fully motivated, enthusiastic, uh, ambitious, um with zeal, with alacrity. You give them the opportunity, boom, they're there. You had a question. So we're talking about lazy <coughs> 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 And your last example was actually my question. I was gonna ask you uh, I'm not sure how to say it right. So Rambam tells us that the human body needs eight hours of sleep. However, not everyone needs eight hours hours of sleep. Some people need less. Some people need more. So you have to get to know yourself. But eight eight is the average of mankind. Adults, right? Children need much more than that. But a normal adult, uh, I'm talking about the vast majority, need eight hours of sleep. Now I know my 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 grandfather slept much less than eight hours. Right? He woke up early. He wrote his whole book, my grandfather's entire book that he wrote, m- all his books that he wrote were all written in the morning, very very early. He said there was one part of the book that he wrote later in the day and he never published that part. He had to rewrite it in the morning because it was written without without the clarity of the morning. So, there's something to it uh, and everybody needs to know themselves. They need to know what they are capable of, what they are so what their body is capable of handling, and it's, but my, I asked my rabbi how he got to that, to that two and a half hours, and he said. By the way, they say that the Gaon of Vilna never slept more than a half hour. He never he like he never needed to wash his hands nitiyat yadayim, because he always slept. So they say that he knew how to measure his sleep, you know, because there's deeper sleep and there's lighter sleep. And he knew how to measure his sleep to just get the deeper sleep, and then awake, awaken, continue learning, get that deeper sleep, awaken, and you know and only so he only needed less that less time. But my rabbi told me that it started. he used to get eight hours, and then he moved himself slowly down to seven and a half, and then eventually down to seven and then then to six and a half, and eventually getting his body used to needing net less and less sleep. But that's, again, someone who's very, very systematic. Someone who's very, very cognizant and aware of himself, and knowing who he really is, and what he's capable of, and what he would be using that time with. Right? He's not busy watching video games. He's not sitting on YouTube and you know binging on, on Netflix and things like that. He's spending his time studying, teaching, inspiring people. So it it really is uh, an incredible use of his of his resources to maximize his influence in this world. And he, he he's a real person who feels like every single minute of life is an obligation for me to spread the word of Torah, spread the word of Hashem. Absolutely. So I, again, I, er, everything requires balance, right? And we need to get to that point of balance where we can adjust. Either we need more or we need less, but we have to be motivated to get to that point. And that's really what we need. So my friends, thank you very, very much. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Shalom from Houston.